What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode number 18 of the VIP Gaming Podcast. My name is Vinny Champa, and with me is the big boss man, Michael Goss. How you doing, dude? The big boss man? Oh, I'm You're, so excited. Yeah, You're going into WWE. You're going to get your your uh, police baton. You're going to go whack some people. And then you're going to have a dog on a pole match because I'm pretty sure that was a thing. Mm. I don't don't know. I I think it was what Gold does, too. That's very true. They (laughs) sure did. (laughs) That is uh, the classic attitude era of wrestling. Um, We are here today to give you all your video game news. Jason is not with us, unfortunately, because as we were just about to go live... A tree fell on the power cords outside his house because we have like this. I don't know. It's pretty bad storm going on right now. I don't know. I don't know what I call it, but it's like we. I went out to get my hair cut today, and it was hailing and like fucking big ass blocks of ice are falling on the car, and trees are falling. So uh, yeah, Jason kind of got fucked on this one. So yeah, unfortunately, he's not here. You know, I. I don't know. I drove around today. Uh, the roads seem pretty fine, except for my street, because they never plow my street. It's just covered yeah, in ice right, nine. Uh, right now. Yeah. So, right, nine. Um, right nine. Right nine. Yeah, right nine. Um, by the way, you said this is episode 18. I'm 18 and I like it, dude. Oh, you beat me hey, to Alice that. Cooper, baby. <laughs> Alice <laughs> Cooper, don't you damn, don't you dare think I didn't think about that, dude. <laughs> I, I thought really... about it the second I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> Also, I know this is a video game podcast, but did you know that the XFL starts tomorrow, which is February 8th for the, for those of you listening? So it's two days ago for you guys listening. But the XFL starts tomorrow. I don't, and I don't I, think a damn soul knows about it. I, I don't know. I, really, they talked to, I mean, the last time I really heard anybody really talk about it was when Mr. McMahon said he was going to relaunch it. Yeah. Um, back in, like, September. I don't even know when yeah. he did it. Um, but I'm kind of excited and I've seen, uh, a, you, uh, he, um, I mean, I'm uh, unironically a football player for the NFL. His name is, uh, Pat McAfee and he yeah, does, I like Pat McAfee. He does wrestling stuff too. Yeah. 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 He, he covers, he was, um, he's funny doing, as hell. Yeah. He's pretty funny, but he was doing a lot of, um, he's a kicker for the NFL. Um, but he was doing a lot of. Uh, stuff with that, like yeah. he, he bought, he got the XFL ball and was comparing it to the NFL yeah. ball. So I mean, it was kind of interesting to see him do some of that stuff. And uh, I think he just launched a video a couple of days ago um, that I haven't seen yet, but it was on XFL. So I'm actually gonna watch. I'm excited. Like I kind of want to see because I didn't get to watch it when it first was a thing. Same. So. I want to see what's. I think we were like two. <laughs> yeah, and I'm wondering what fields they're going to use too, because clearly they're not going to be using the football. I, I think they are. I'm pretty sure, at least for one, I'm pretty sure they are using MetLife, and that's like a big ass stadium, which honestly I think might hurt them because then you're not going to see nearly as many people in those seats, and that could, you know, make. Uh, yeah, it depends people. on the pricing, though, too. We'll see. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited for the XFL surprisingly like i don't even really like football at all really but 
uh, the XFL for some reason. Well, not for some reason. I'm doing it because I like Vince McMahon and wrestling, and I'll, I'll go True. and watch it for that. And then I guarantee you I'm going to watch it tomorrow for about 20 minutes, and I'll be like, all right, this is exactly what I expected, and I'm <laughs> bored, so I'm not watching it anymore. Yeah. I do know that they're not doing kickoffs, though, so I wonder how that's going to work. Yeah, yeah. But- I heard that too. Anyways, this XFL cast is over. This is where we talk about video games, and we got a metric shit ton of news to talk about, including Phil Spencer talking about who his real competitors are, PlayStation and what he's uh, what they're doing with uh, PS5 if they're going to price it soon or not. Sony also closing down a first party studio. Some people leaving their respective companies, and some of them are doing new things. Some of them are not. Uh, we're going to talk about Ubisoft's new games coming out for the year to come, and also Activision. Then after that, we uh, talk about the video games that we've been playing. We take some questions from our wonderful audience. You guys got to ask some more. Tell all your friends. We need every single question in this entire world. We will answer each and every one of them. Then we go on from that. We talk about all the new games coming out, announcements, cheap free games, big games updates coming out this week, and then we will round out the show there. Sound good, Michael? Absolutely. But you know what we should start with? So, what is a podcast without starting off? You know, when your mom and dad love each other very much. (laughs) When we start off a podcast with Phil Spencer, the Bill Belichick of gaming. It's true. Wow, the Bill Belichick, huh? Yeah, I think so. Uh, so so he's right. He's leading me into it. So Phil Spencer, there's going to be a lot of reading for me for, for a bit, and then Michael and I will bullshit back and forth. Phil Spencer came out to a uh, a newly launched tech comp- uh, publication called Protocol this week. And in this interview they had with Phil Spencer, he said that the company's uh, Japanese counterparts lack the means to compete with its high-end cloud infrastructure. So, a couple of quotes from Phil Spencer talking about Nintendo and Sony in the next generation. He said, quote, When you talk about Nintendo and Sony, we have a ton of respect for them, but we see Amazon and Google as the main competitors going forward. That's not to disrespect Nintendo and Sony, but the traditional gaming companies are somewhat out of position. I guess I could try to recreate Azure, but we're we've invested tens of billions of dollars in cloud over the years. So he he's been saying this. Spence, Phil Spencer also doubled down on his pro cross-platform stance as he's been doing this, like you know, the latter half of this generation, saying he would like to work more with Nintendo and Sony on breaking down those barriers. He said, "I don't want to be in a fight over format wars with those guys while Amazon and Google are focusing on how to get gaming to seven billion people around the world." He added, "That's ultimately the goal." So, Michael, what what do you think of Phil Spencer saying, essentially saying that Sony and Nintendo aren't his main? competitors next gen you know coming out with that statement you're feeling you're coming out swinging hard if if you better be if you make that statement you have to be able to back it up i think with this generation xbox without a doubt is going to back it up but with that statement now he has to like it's inevitable he has to back it up now the thing is is i for like this entire generation since Phil Spencer hopped in like I feel like he's only done good things for um you know Xbox as a brand mm-hmm. and I think he's been doing a wonderful job at that and I think he is aware that this generation that they didn't do as hot as they would like to granted that wasn't his fault he came in after the 
initial launch of the console, and he kind of picked up the pieces and tried to reassemble them the best that he could, right? Uh, I respect him for saying this, but I feel like it's kind of hard to say that Nintendo and Sony aren't your aren't your, you know, competitors at this point, because you're coming out of a generation where you effectively lost, you know? I, it's hard to say it, because, you know, I respect Xbox so much. But they did. They, uh, they essentially lost this generation to PlayStation, and I respect him for saying this, and I think he ultimately, long, long term, he's right, with Amazon, and even, I know we shit on Google Stadia, but... At some point, that is going to be the future of where you are going to be primarily, maybe not primarily, but at, at the very least, game streaming is going to be a very popular thing that someone would like. The the casual video game fan that doesn't want to buy a console will go out and be like, all right, I'll pay $60 for a game. I just don't want to pay for the console. Yeah, this is where uh, the uh, Atari Hotel picks up Stadia and you know xCloud. Where they uh, is that just what's have, happening? Yeah, they'll just have devices in each room where you can just log in and play. It's actually not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea. I thought you were saying they were going to buy out uh, no, Google. No, and no. I was like, I don't think that's happening. No. I don't think Atari has that kind of pull. <laughs> no, not <laughs> at all. It could be wrong. Not at all. Uh, so, so what do you think about them? You know, before I say that, I, I think what... I'm trying to say here is I think what Phil's saying is very long term and I I don't know if what I'm conflicted dude because I I think Phil Spencer's right long term of facing these streaming services or well, not streaming services but streaming programs and it's true that they've been working on Azure which is their their cloud database centers and they've been doing this for like years and dumped billions of dollars into it whereas Nintendo and Sony Sony bought something that's similar to it. I don't remember what it's called, but it's not nearly as powerful or good because they haven't been working on it nearly as long. And Nintendo Nintendo still can't do fucking online gaming. So, like, they're very far behind. I mean, tell me I'm wrong. You go on Super Smash Bros. online, you can't connect. You gotta yeah. use a friggin' your phone to use party chat in that game, in Nintendo games. So, like, they're far and away out. Yeah. Uh, but PlayStation, for sure, like... I I I don't know. I'm just rambling. What do you What do you think? I absolutely agree with you. You know. Do you think he's gonna back it up? Oh, I think for sure he is. But I'm just saying. But after that statement, he has to do it now. Like he has yeah. to back it up. Like if and he I think doesn't back it up, it's gonna then, kill them. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, I'm again when I say kill them, not going out of business, but it's gonna hurt them dramatically, a lot. Yeah. Especially after coming out and saying a statement like this. Exactly. Uh, what do you think about him saying Google and Amazon being their main competitors? Um, well, I, is he right? Is he wrong? I mean, I think they, they could be uh, potential, you know, pretty competitive competitors um, yeah. for gaming community. Because, like you said, that's that's the future. Yeah. Streaming streaming's the future. You know, whether anybody wants to accept it or not, it's the future. It's what's going to happen, you know. Um, but I absolutely agree with you. Yeah, I'm hoping that it... I'm hoping that he does it. I, I really do, because I've been, as you guys have heard for the past 18 episodes, 
I've been a super freaking component or, or I've been pushing the Xbox brand because one, that's what I grew up with and that's what I know and love. And two, cause I just think they can do it. Like I, all their exclusives that I know there wasn't, weren't many this generation that people loved and adored, but I think they can do that already. I mean, they're already showing if Halo Infinite comes out great and if Hellblade 2 comes out great, and if you remember one of our past episodes, I don't remember when, but we talked about Matt Booty coming out for like the big Xbox uh, Game Studios dude. He's like, yeah, our plan is to release a game every quarter, which is like, that's a shit ton of exclusives. And if they those are quality exclusives coming out every quarter, like... Plus Game Pass, you know? I feel like we always go back to this conversation of just Game Pass is great. And, I mean, it's true. It's hard for me to argue that. And I feel like I feel like that's the difference between us and a lot of people that I listen to that are, like, officially in the industry and do this for a living. Is that I feel like people respect that Game Pass is a really good deal, but they don't really know that because they get games for free because they're in the industry mm-hmm. and they get to review them early. Whereas someone like you and I, who, you know, we're work. I, I mean, I'm currently not working because I'm in school. I'm, I'm getting to the point of being able to work. But you're working full-time and you know that, you know, the issues it's of trying expensive. to buy is six. 60 bucks a pop dude for the most part that's expensive and when you got when there's multiple games that you want to buy yeah and that way you have to sit there and pick one i know but then you get xbox game pass and then it's 10 bucks a month that you get access to 200 plus games all quality games and all the first party titles on that system right and that saves you some dose so you can buy more games right or buy the you know the couple other games that you wanted besides the exclusive that you get for free with the um Xbox Game Pass, so... It, I think it's a huge selling point for people. It is for me. Like you said, the industry, people have no idea what kind of a deal Xbox Game Pass is. Not, not a clue. I think they get it, but I don't think they can uh, uh, respect it as much as someone like you and I do because we are still... We take advantage of it, and it helps us, and it makes it more affordable to like I didn't buy Gears 5 and I played the game and I absolutely adored it and I didn't need to buy Gears 5 right. and I'm happy I'm happy I didn't and there's a bunch of other games that we'll be telling you about later that they're adding a shit ton more games to Game Pass cuz they do it every single month and it's not just their own games like they put on a bunch of triple A t- titles that aren't their own so like I don't know yeah but I just got um the Batman Telltale series yeah from Game Pass They've got a bunch of stuff on there, dude. It, it's great. But, yeah, overall, I think Phil's right against facing Amazon and Google. I, I do think it can hurt them if they don't come out of the gate fucking swinging. And oh, I, I I'm, I'm pulling for them. I'm full. <laughs> That's Michael's kid. It's all good. He He's uh, he's chilling. He's watching the SpongeBob's getting the Krabby Patties. You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, I think he's doing good. I, they have to knock it out of the park, though, because if they don't, it's not going to look good for them. Yeah, absolutely. If they don't hit a home run on the first swing, it's it's going to be a tough time getting back. Because you, you know that this quote is going to be pulled back up a month oh. into Series X being coming out. And if it doesn't launch well... It's, you know, people are going to pull up this quote of him saying, Nintendo and Sony aren't competitors. This is going to be in memes all over the place, and they're going to shit on him. Absolutely. They, yeah, if he doesn't hit a home run on that first swing, it's going to be a tough time getting back because then he's going to win back over everybody that, you know, 
lost out because they went. On top of that, they have to win over a bunch of people now anyway because right. PS4 is dominated. Right. So now they got to win over those people too. So right, but it's gonna take a long, long time to win everybody back over if they don't deliver. It's been a long day <laughs> without you, my friend. <laughs> I just honestly think of Fast and Furious every single time. I, I know. Honestly, I can't hear that song anymore because I I hear that song instantly, just full of emotions, and I can't handle it. <laughs> oh, okay. There it is. Phil Spencer coming out. He's swinging it. He just laid his balls out, and he said, "Here you go, guys. Come get them." But uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Amazon and Google, his main competitor, he thinks, and he. Uh, Sony and Nintendo will be, you know, co-workers, I guess. I don't know what the fuck you'd call them. Next story we got is PlayStation. We got two stories that kind of link together. PlayStation officially put up a webpage for their PlayStation 5. So, PS5, they put up a webpage that says, PlayStation 5 is coming, launching holiday 2020. They wrote that, and then they have this entire paragraph, which I'm just going to read. It doesn't say much, but I'm going to read it to you anyway. We've begun to share some of the incredible features you can expect from PlayStation 5, but we're not quite ready to reveal... Sorry, we're not quite ready to fully unveil the next generation of PlayStation. Sign up below to be among the first to receive updates as we announce them, including news on the PS5 release date, PS5 price, and the upcoming roster of PS5 launch games. Uh, You know, we'll just... We'll pair this with the next story, which is... Uh, a lot of me reading as well. So Sony, because of this kind of PS5 website and such, from IGN, they reported on this chief financial officer, Hiroki Totoki, answered the questions of how they will have a smooth transition from PS4 to PS5. So although the answer is complicated, Totoki said, first, we must absolutely control the labor cost and the personal cost. It must be controlled, and it leads to what should be recognized as a cost. I, by the way, there's uh, probably a language barrier here, so the translation might be a little bit iffy. It may not make total sense. Uh, we will definitely control that. And the initial ramp-up, how much can we prepare? Initially, we will work on the production and the sales, and we will have to prepare the right volume as we launch this. So here, here's the big part. Pay attention here. What is not very clear or visible it's because we are competing in the space, so it's very difficult to discuss anything about the price at this time. In determining, sorry, and depending on upon the price level, we may have to determine the promotion that we are going to deploy and how much cost we are prepared to pay. So it's a question of balance. Because it's a balancing act, it's very difficult to say anything at this point in time. But when I said a, but when I said a smooth transition, we mean that we will definitely choose the optimal approach and that we would try to have the best balance so that we will be profitable in the life during the life of this product. So, again, this whole conversation was on an earnings call, so they're talking to stockholders and all these people that care about their stocks and such. So, obviously, there's a lot of corporate bullshit in here. But the main point of this is... The the part where he says we are competing in this space, so it's not so it's very difficult to discuss anything about the price at this time. So Michael, when you're thinking about that quote, do you does I mean to me it sounds like they're saying hey we don't want to put out a price yet because of Series X. Is that something you agree with? Yep, absolutely. Yeah. I agree with that. I think that they're just gonna wait until uh, Phil Spencer and the Xbox team let you know oh it's gonna cost five hundred dollars for this system and then sony's gonna go 
all right, bet $400. Yeah. But I was just thinking as you were reading that, I was like, man, wouldn't it be crazy if Xbox was like, yeah, 300 bucks. That's no way. Oh, that is absolutely sure shit not happening. Absolutely not going to happen. But like, There's could you imagine, chance. could you imagine sitting in Sony's office right now and like you hear Xbox come out? Oh, yeah. our products is $300 and they're like, yeah, that oh. ain't happening. <laughs> Nintendo Switch or Series X. That ain't happening. Yeah, yeah, no. But, uh, yeah, so the PlayStation website thing didn't really say anything. The only thing that I was able to, like, kind of, like, pick the bones to get some information from that is that they do say the upcoming roster of PS5 launch games, so that kind of confirms that there's going to be more than one launch game for PS5. So, I mean, that's not really news because, I mean, that... That happens with every console, I think, really. I don't think there's been a console that hasn't launched with more than one game. But, uh, yeah, in terms of the PS5, I, I feel like they are trying to... I, you know, they have the advantage right now because of this generation they've dominated. So they've already got this built-in uh, fandom for PS5 already without them even really needing to say anything, right? PS5 doesn't really need to prove anything to anyone because PS4 already did so. Xbox does have to prove something because they came out of the gate really shittily and, you know, p people aren't fully invested in that product because, one, it launched poorly, had the connect they forced people to pay for for an a extra 100 bucks that people no one wanted, even at the time. They pushed the cable thing no one really wanted but me. And, you know, they don't have the exclusives. They, they at least this generation, they did, I don't, the ones I can think of offhand, they did Halo 5, which people, campaign sucked from what I've heard. Multiplayer was good. Uh, uh, Gears 5, which just came out, which was good, but I mean, I feel like it came too late. Sea of Thieves, I like, but launched pretty bare bones and not many people liked it. Crackdown 3 flopped really bad. So, like, they don't have the same lineage that the PS4 did with God of War, Spider-Man, Uncharted, Last of Us 2 coming out next couple months. Mm -hmm. So PS4 has nothing else to really prove. People can be like, oh, shit, PS5. And they'll be in, you know? So I think PS5 has the advantage here of being able to say, yeah, we'll just wait. We'll see what Series X wants to do, and then we'll respond to that. Exactly. That's why um, Xbox needs to come out in a slugfest and just knock everything out of the park. Yeah. Has to. With all that said, I remember talking earlier, when, when Sony announced they aren't going to E3 this year, I remember mm -hmm. us having the discussion of, well, when does Sony... Because th maybe they're not physically at E3, but what they did last year was they did their little state of play thing where I think they did it a couple weeks before where they showed off a couple things, which is why they didn't go to E3 because they didn't have much to show off, so they showed off the little bit they did. But at this point, like, they're just going... They're not going to E3 because they want to save a shit ton of money, and they do have a lot to show. They have the fucking PlayStation 5. This happens once in a decade for the most part now. And I remember at the time I said, I feel like they kind of need to go before if they want to stay in the conversation. Because if they don't go before, Xbox is going to dominate at E3 weekend. And they're not gonna do a state. Of, I mean, maybe they could, but I don't see. I don't see Sony coming out and saying, "Hey, we're gonna do a state of play at the same time as the 
Xbox E3 conference. I don't see that happening. It could, but I feel like they would kind of be at a... I don't think Xbox is going to release their pricing until E3, is my point. Right. And, and and if Sony doesn't come out beforehand and say something, then like I feel like they kind of get left in the dust there, and the initial hype for next gen is going to go straight to Xbox, which would hurt Sony. Right. Sony's going to end up coming out with like two you know three or four exclusives and xbox is gonna drop like eight so i think that they will have to they'll have to go first to drop those four but even then xbox is gonna drop those like eight eight or nine exclusives that they got out of the 16 developers they bought so they're gonna it's not gonna be all at launch it's not gonna be all at launch but i do think they will show trailers and shit of what all these developers are doing. Because to my knowledge, all we know is Halo Infinite from 343, Hellblade 2 from... Oh, fuck, I'm forgetting their name. Uh, Ninja Theory. And I think that's all we know. That's definitely all we know for next gen. We know the initiative is working on something, which is their quadruple A studio, which they said is going to be going bananas and, you know, dumping all that shit into it, which you speculated on last week. I mean, we don't know what they're doing. And they've got so many different studios that could be doing... There's the high rumor of the new Fable coming out, too, with uh, Playground Games is making that one. The same people that made Forza. So, like, I mean, the odds are... I mean, there's obviously going to be another Forza game. There always is at the start of next gen. Because that's one of those games where you can be like, hey, look at how pretty our system is. Because it's it's such an easy game to kind of... Show off how pretty the game is. But. Yeah, and I think Forza Motorsports is the next Forza coming out because I, th- I think every, so. Every yeah, other year, it, yeah, every other year it's either Horizon or Motorsport, and I think which sucks. Forza Horizon, I like Horizon so much. Uh, Horizon, so, Horizon, so, so much good. better. It's so fun, but I think Horizon's gonna come out the year after. But um, Forza Motorsports is definitely coming out next. Uh, which one would that one be? Seven, eight, eight, eight. I think it's eight. Yeah. Eight. Yeah. So. You know, it's, they're so, definitely going to be making that one, but that's the one that's going to be next. So at the end of the day, what do you think they're going to do? Do you think Sony is going to... Sony hold, has to go hold, first. You think so? Sony has you to think... go first. Whether they have stuff to present or not, they have to go first. Have I just to. don't know if they will, especially the, with this statement. I'm talking about how they... It's very difficult to discuss anything about price at this time because they're competing in this space. It sounds like they want to wait as long as they possibly can. But I don't know. It's I I tend to agree that I think they need to go first, but it's hard for me to say they're going to because of how hellbound they seem to be on this. Yeah, they're they're gonna have to go first though. Like if they don't go first, it's gonna be a rough start because yeah. of the amount of stuff that Xbox has already really come out with and the statement that. I mean, uh, by that time, E three will be going on, and Xbox will have. Like we were just talking about, all their fucking games, they're talking about whatever they tell us about, That's all the features Sony. that Xbox, yeah. uh, I almost called it Xbox Infinite, uh, Xbox Series X will have, like, I don't know, we'll see. Xbox Infinite would be a dope name. But, well, uh, that was a big speculation before we, when we only knew Project Scarlet, that right. was a, one of them. They were like, uh, are they going to call it Halo Infinite and Xbox Infinite? Are they going to do that? I mean, that would be dope. But, um, no, they're going to have to go first, without a doubt. If they have enough to present or not, they have to go first, I think. 
That's how I feel. Video games are fucking cool, dude. I can't wait, dude, for E3 this year. They're going to be fucking slashing each other's throats, and I'm I'm excited to see how it goes. Come on, viewers. Get us big so we can go to E3 for free. Is that what's happening? Well, I mean, you just can send me down. That's fine. Uh, your well, your money go. bags over here. Yeah, what? <laughs> your fucking money bags over here. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Next story is still Sony news and PlayStation as well. They are closing down a first-party studio. Uh, reported by GamesIndustry.biz, PlayStation has closed down a first-party PSVR studio called uh, Manchester VR, located in the UK. Uh, PlayStation statement for this was. Quote, to close it, it's part of our efforts to improve efficiency and operational effectiveness. Uh, Manchester, this studio, Manchester VR, uh, had been working on a game since they formed in 2015. They never released the game. Um, this is the third UK studio PlayStation has closed down in the PS4 generation. Uh, that's effectively it. I mean, it sucks. Obviously, we don't like hearing people losing their jobs because that's shitty. But hopefully they kept them within the PlayStation ecosystem and shuffled them around. I mean, by the sounds of it, that sounds like what they're doing, right? They shuffle them around to some other people or other studios that could use the help and yeah. make those games even better. Get different brains in different areas, try to make a, make uh, some areas stronger. Yeah. You know, it, it's always nice to have a different pair of eyes looking at something, right? So Also I mean, more people. Right. Having more people being able to do things makes things easier for others. Exactly. You can give them time to do things, but so it, so sounds it sucks. Like, sounds like they're moving people around. It doesn't sound yeah. seem like they fired anybody. It sounds like that they removed them from that position and put them into another one to make, what do you, make up for stuff. What do you think this means for PSVR though? Because like, if this is, I, I guess I don't know this for sure because they just said their third UK studio, but this is a first party PSVR centered studio that's been making a game since 2015 so that means five years and it never got released and they and they just shut down the studio well then they needed to figure out what their issues were and why they couldn't produce a game in five years that seems a little a little much don't you think I, I I mean, f- five years is, I think, how long God of War took. And, like, that's a fucking na- best game of all time, really. I, I me. mean, it, it only took that long because it, I don't think they were initially planning on making another one. They just were no, like... No, no, no. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying that the fact that they couldn't put out a game even to like, half that potential... Right is in five years is obviously why they closed down but overall like what do you think this means for psvr in general because like i know people like psvr because one it's a cheap entry point for vr that isn't really existing i don't remember how much psvr is 300 i think well yeah but then if that's 300 how much was your the oculus quest is 400 but that was before it was out like now i would say go get a quest instead it's a much better experience but i know at the time people were like the psvr is a nice entry point into vr because it's cheaper than the oculus rift that was out at the time which is like 500 and you need a pc in addition to that for that one right uh and PSVR does have some cool uh, exclusive VR titles from what I hear. Like, you know, Iron Man VR is coming out, and I'm pissed that I'm not going to be able to play that. And, you know, they did Astrobot, which I heard was a really good PSVR game. But, yeah, what do you think this means for a PSVR? Uh, you know, 
even though the, the quest is only a hundred dollars more, I think people were, I think people would spend the extra hundred dollars to get the better setup. Yeah. So, but, um. I don't think it really means much right now. I think it's a little too early to tell on what's going to happen. But if I had to take a guess, uh, I think the VR stuff is going to take a take a turn for Sony, and they're going to focus more on other stuff than that. If that's if that's how they're producing, and they're not producing any games in five years, yeah. then I think that uh, I think they're going to lose that. They did say that PS Five will have support for the current PSVR, and I'm. I could be wrong, but I feel like I remember seeing that they said PSVR 2 will be a thing. I don't yeah. remember if that was a rumor or if that was official. But regardless, if they do do a PSVR 2, and I think they probably will, because they're the only consoles that are doing it right now, so that would only benefit them. Um, right. I, I think if they do do that, they have to make it wireless, or else it won't be People will spend something... extra dollars. Right. People will just get the quest, and I I think right. having the quest being wireless is so much more important to anybody than right. having a PSVR system tied to it. You know, right? Like having yeah. cords dangling. Like I'll be honest, like I've been playing my Oculus Rift or Oculus Quest. Sorry, I keep mixing up the name. I, I've been playing a shit ton this week, and I've been using the cord because I'm using it for my PC too. So it, it's crazy the versatility that. The Oculus Quest gives you that you can, you still can play on your PC and have the highest performing games you want, or you can take it out and go do whatever and play Beat Saber in the fucking beach if you want to. You know, you can do whatever you want with that. Whereas PSVR right now currently doesn't have the, I don't know, it, it's got the exclusives. I feel because they're getting Iron Man, which is a fucking massive title. I would say that uh, pretty massive. Yeah, Astrobot, which I've heard is really, really good, and I wish I could try it, but I can't because I don't have a PSVR. There's a Firewall Zero Hour, which I think they're giving away for free right now, which is like a 4v4 multiplayer sim in VR, which sounds really cool, and I would like to try that too, but I can't. So they definitely have the exclusives. I just think that the actual headset and the maybe the controllers too, because I know they use the... The PS Move camera, which is kind of dated and not really used for anything but that. Right. So, I don't know. I, I guess we'll see what they do for VR going forward. Yeah, but, I mean, like, think of how much money they lost with, uh, uh, you know, the PS VR company that didn't produce a game in five years, but they were just paying them. Sure, to yeah. Sit around yeah, they definitely lost money for five years. So. I mean, I don't know if that's the case. <laughs> well, it's, they had to get paid for something. Right? No, they got paid. I don't know if they were doing nothing. Well, you didn't produce game in five years. What were you doing? <laughs> you know? well, maybe that's just... that's how I look at it at the business standpoint. It's, it's like, all right, what are you doing here? You know? So, F- friggin' Michael the Stern, the Stern um, business come manager on, over come here. Come on, come on. You're funding all of this money into, you know, something that could make you a ton of money but they haven't produced a game in five years, you're definitely going to walk into the place and be like, what the fuck? Hey, I don't disagree with you, but I, I'm just saying that maybe something bad happened. Like, you know, I don't know. There was a coding error that fucked everything over. I don't know, dude. I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt, all right? <laughs> Apparently I'm not. No, Apparently, you're not. You're I, just saying, fuck these people. You know what? Fire them. Don't put them in the ecosystem. I didn't Get them out of there. Them. I just said, 
yeah, shut it down because they're not really doing much and split everybody up and put them in something else. But like, all right, you heard it, everyone. Michael hates people that work at Sony. Oh You've heard it here first. <laughs> you know, what really suck those if all those people left, you know, that got fired from Sony went straight to Xbox. Uh, that would well, who would that suck for? Sony, I don't know. Yeah, I was gonna say because by your standards, I was stuck for Xbox too because they don't do anything. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Never mind, they just don't have jobs. They're living on the streets now. Unbelievable, Michael. Yeah. When you just, I, it's confirmed. Everyone, he hates Sony employees. <laughs> so if you work at Sony, I still like Look you. Out. I still like you. Come to me. I'll come play your. I'll come play your games. I'll beta test God of War too. I'll come beta test Spider-Man oh, too. I'll beta test it. No, nope, no, nope, you hate him. So, nope, yeah. you hate him, dude. You hate him. All right, next story. That's another fine, big Xbox. one. You can send me Halo Infinite to beta test. Get the fuck you. out of here! I'm a bigger <laughs> Halo fan than you. you. No one on the podcast can see this, but what's that up there, Michael? That's right. That's my Halo Master Chief helmet that I have sitting in my room. You son of a bitch. So who's the real fan? Thank you very much. Yeah, okay. Uh, next story, we are going to talk about Rockstar and how one of the very first co-founders is officially leaving Rockstar. Dan Hauser, who has been the co-founder of Rockstar Games and was a head writer on games like Bully, Red Dead Redemption, and GTA, is leaving Rockstar and Take-Two Games in March. In a statement published ahead of the company's quarter three 2020 financial report, Take-Two said, quote, After an extended break beginning in the spring of 2019, Dan Hauser, vice president creative at Rockstar Games, will be leaving the company. Dan Hauser's last day will be March 11th, 2020. We are extremely grateful for his contributions. Rockstar Games has built some of the most critically acclaimed and commercially successful game worlds, a global community of passionate fans, and incredibly talented, which remains focused on current and future projects. Mm. Pretty big news, huh? That's pretty big. You know, was that's that so work? big that it's boring you to fucking death. Sorry, I had a <laughs> uh, you know, that's pretty big. You know, what does that mean for GTA 6? You know, it's actually funny you bring that up because I didn't put it in the show notes, but there was this quote that he said a year or two ago, and it was the fact that of him saying something along the lines of. They obviously are going to make a GTA 6, but he said that it's really hard to do now in this climate, not only like politically, but like in in general, because not because it's so politically, di he's saying that's because it's so politically diverse, right? Because there's so many people on the left and there's so many people on the right. You can't do a story that will ha make everyone happy effectively. Because there's people all over the place that like, you, you, you know what I mean? If you good, make, you know, I agree, but there's also like in these games, I feel like GTA, the series in general, it's about kind of like these, I don't, I don't know what the word is, not controversial, but like the, these, I guess, stereotypes or I don't know what I'm trying to say. Do you, you know what I mean though? Like they, they do these things where. They make either one-sided jokes, I guess. I, I don't know how to say it, but yeah. so you can't, so you can't do that in this day and age because people get upset about it, whether you're left, right leaning, either okay. way you're leaning. So they're saying that it's kind of hard to do that. But I they're get gonna do that. it anyway. I get that. But come on, it's GTA. If you've played the game, you already know what you're getting into. Yeah, like it's GTA. You're gonna go in. 
and just murder hookers. <laughs> I was just gonna say you're gonna, you're gonna bang a hooker and kill her and get your money back. Like yeah, it. No, like, I don't disagree with you. If you can, if you can go run around and do that, not much is going to offend you. Yeah, and if it does, yeah. I don't know what to tell you. That's, yeah, it's, but yeah, I. You know, what? I think if, they're gonna is... make a, if they're gonna make a story, I would love to see a story on like, if they did like a, a mafia story for the campaign. That'd be pretty cool. Or just give so. me another mafia game. You know what I mean? Do you remember? You never played Mafia, did you? You piece of shit. Nope. Mafia Two was so fucking good. I, I didn't play Mafia Three because it was pretty demanding, demanding on my PC. But Mafia Two was in, insane. You could probably play it now. My bags. Your, yeah, oh yeah, money back. Computer. Yeah, from my freaking job in high school. <laughs> Couldn't do jack shit about that now. Uh, but yeah, so I think that's the thing with Dan Hanser, dude. It's, I mean, good for him. He probably has a shit ton of money and is like, all right, see ya. I'm out of here. This doesn't seem like he's doing anything in games anymore. I think yeah. he's retiring and he's saying, all right, I, I'm pretty sure I read that he's been doing this since 98. So like... He's been with the company for almost 20, 20 years, 20 or years over 20 years. Yeah, over yeah. 20 years. So I think it's just saying, all right, I did my contributions and I made a lot of money. Well, yeah, but what do you think this means for games like, I mean, Bully? Give me a fucking Bully too, dude. I would love that. Maybe the new co-founder, whoever that may be. Fucking push for Bully too. Or, you know, the, he was the head writer for Bully, Red Dead, and GTA. Right. So, so they're gonna that's a, a new big writer. loss. It, right, if they're going to make any more Red Deads and they're going to be making GTA, you know, what does that mean for the story? they got to figure that out now if it hasn't been written yet. Yeah, so they're going to have to find some more people to do that. They're going to have to help bring them out. people in, get, them, get some head writers in, probably talk to some... Uh, I would look into movie, you know, movie writers. Yeah. To Rockstar, to just do me this, Rockstar. Stop being a fucking coward. Put out Eleanor 2, all right? I need Eleanor 2. I never beat the first one, and Jason would be calling me out right now for not doing that. But Eleanor is a fantastic fucking game. Make it current day. Make I mean, now the facial animations, you could actually read them because the graphics are good enough to do so. It would work perfectly. It would work great. I can be a, I can be a detective. I can go find out what, what's going down. Dude, you know how fucking cool that'd be to do that now? Yeah. With current technology? Get the fuck out of here, you I little shoulder shrug. Dude, they were really good. I, I tried to play Bully, but, like, it's so dated, but I, like, I want to play it. It sounds like a cool and fun concept, and I've gotten, like, fairly far, but I didn't play it until I was, like, until th- late 360 era, so, like, the graphics are oof. Yeah. Oof. Because, you know, PS2 and Xbox Gen, but... That's one person leaving, but guess what? He's not the only person leaving. Rod Ferguson from the Coalition is also leaving, but he is still going to be doing things. Rod Ferguson, head of the Coalition, is leaving the studio come next month. Rod Ferguson has been a part of many franchises, including Half-Life, Bioshock, (laughs) Gears of War, and the the big banger, Microsoft Train Simulator. (laughs) I don't know why they put that in the article, but sure, go right ahead. You and... uh, your Microsoft Train Simulator. Yeah, that one you put on your resume. That's that's my go-to, dude. <laughs> I, I, I've made games like Gears of War, Bioshock, Half-Life, and Microsoft Train Simulator. Yeah, you didn't 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways, he's been involved in every single Gears title spanning back to 2006, and he took charge of the Coalition in 2014. Xbox's Matt Booty, in an interview with GamesIndustry.biz, said, Rod is certainly someone who has had a tremendous impact on the franchise overall, going back to the original Gears. We are really grateful for the craft and just his passion, and also just what he has done to build that community. We wish him well as he moves on. And shortly after this uh, reveal that he was leaving, he sent out a tweet of saying, hey, everyone, Gears Tactics is a game that we're making right now, coming out in like May or April or something. Go play that. Uh, but guess what? I'm leaving the coalition, but I'm going to work for Blizzard. Uh, so he's going to work for Blizzard, and his uh, main goal there will be to oversee the Diablo franchise, of which includes Diablo Immortal, which is the mobile game, and Diablo 4, which they released, or not released, but they talked about last BlizzCon coming out. Yeah, um, with that, <laughs> I mentioned it to you before we started uh, doing this podcast. I, was, <laughs> I said... Uh, what if they take the mechanics from Gears of War, uh, uh, and put it into Diablo? Wouldn't work. You don't think so? You don't think you'd no. be right behind stuff with a big ass sword and some magic? No. I think the best part of Diablo is you can go out and just fucking fuck shit up with your magic, and it's like a, it's like the, it's like the Doom, but of the, that kind of camera angle. I forgot what that camera angle's called, but Skyview. Over, yeah, over. now there's like a technical term for it. I don't remember. It's not asymmetrical. That's not right, but there's some word for it. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that's kind of the Diablo. No, the doom of that of the Diablo series is that oh, okay. you go around with a bunch of friends and just fuck shit up. I would say let's play together, but you don't like me and you don't like playing Diablo with me. I literally bought the game. I bought it and set it up. Yeah. And told you you I, never set it up. You yeah. never set it up. Uh-uh. I did. I did. Bullshit. I, we literally never played together. Ever. Yeah. Well, let's do it. Okay. All right. We'll report back to you next week. I'm how kidding. Many, That's hey, probably not going to happen. But Real quick, how many views do we get on our uh, YouTube channel right now? A fair amount. I don't remember offhand. I think yeah, you're I the first. <laughs> not yet, but it is up to about 40-something. So we're getting there. We're getting there. Remember, the reminder here is 100 views, and Michael will have to do a horror game for the VAP Gaming Lounge. Of which, for the record, hopefully we will try to do one for next week, but we may or may not be able to get scheduled together. We'll see. I will, uh, I'll let you guys know, but we will try to, we'll try to get a schedule together to do that, but if not, I figured I should warn you all now. But yeah, what do you think of Rod Ferguson leaving, dude? Uh, you know, seems big like loss it, for Xbox too. I would say it's a pretty big loss for them, but uh, I'm interested to see what kind of product he produces with Blizzard. Yeah, I I think he could definitely help out the Diablo franchise, and I'm hoping that I hope he touches you know, some other stuff too. Let's see what else. He yeah, can. I'm sure he will at some point. Yeah, I think the thing that's most interesting for this story to me is and. I've heard other podcasts talk about that as well. Uh, this as well is that Gears of War, as much as a, I feel like at one point it was in the same tier as Halo, right? In the same tier of, I think that's hey, not, this yeah. game's coming out and it's a fucking banger and you have to play it. I think that, would and be I Gears feel like, 
Right, and I think that was when it stopped, and it s- s- slowed down. Gears Judgment came out, was not critically acclaimed at all. People did not like it. Mm-hmm. And then Gears 4 was good, and Gears 5 was great, but it doesn't... I I think if you're already at this point with having... I don't know what to say. Like, if you're, for example, not already a Gears fan, comes Gears 4 or 5, you see the number 4 and 5, and you're like, well, I don't want to jump into it, because I'm... Either one, I don't like the franchise already, and that number signifies they're just kind of doing the same shit, right? Whereas Halo is doing Halo Infinite, something completely different. People didn't like Halo 5. Halo 4 was fine. Halo 3 was the last time it was the biggest it's ever been. And I think Halo... It's trying to get back to that kind of view, which is that same kind of God-tier, S-tier status, which is why they're getting away from the number. So people that, you know, didn't like Halo 4 or Halo 5 or Halo 3 ODST can jump into it now and be like, okay, this is they're making something different now. And linking this back with Gears is, I think, I think Gears needs to do that. I think they need to get out of the... I don't think the solution is saying, all right, let's put out gear six, seven, eight, nine, because that same issue is going to keep happening, right? Where people are going to, if you're not into the gear series, you're not going to probably try it because you're like, oh, it's too late into it. Or, oh, they're just doing the same shit that I didn't like. But if they do something brand new, like gears tactics, I think is a really cool game idea that they're doing where they're mixing gears of war in the XCOM kind of gameplay style and I'm excited for that and I'm not even a big XCOM fan but I think doing something like that but for the main franchise would be really important for them to do we'll see if they do it I'm excited yeah we'll see what happens so there is Rod Ferguson we got a couple more news stories to go through these ones are going to be just Michael and I speculating so here we go Ubisoft came out and said they will release five new AAA games uh, in 2020 to 2021, three of these five games will be released before the end of this year, with two being released early 2021. So, before we speculate, we already have a fair amount of games that we probably can assume that it's going to be coming out, right? One of, uh, is part of this five, yeah. Yeah. Watch Dogs Legion got delayed from yeah. this early this year to, I don't think they said a day. Maybe they did. Maybe late right. this year. I don't remember. So Watch Dogs Legion is most likely one of them. Mm-hmm. Rainbow Six Quarantine, which they, I think, had a 2020 release date. And they yeah. never said anything else about that. That was that, like, weird, kind of looked more Left 4 dead uh kind of gameplay okay. where there's, like, three, I think it was three-player co-op versus a bunch of, like, you know, Outbreak shit. Okay. Uh, Gods and Monsters is a game that they talked about at the very end of their E3 conference last year. I think that will probably be one of the early 2021 games. Because right. that one seemed like it was further out than anything. I don't think they had a set time for that. And then the right. only other one. So those are the three that I think that are like practically confirmed. Going into one that I think is also practically confirmed, but not as much, is the super shittily held secret of a new Assassin's Creed game coming out. Right. And this Assassin's Creed game, they took... Before, Assassin's Creed games used to be annually, and everyone was like, these games aren't doing great. Like, they're not good. So they were like, all right, we'll do Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which is really good. People really liked that. We're gonna take a break. We're not gonna we're not gonna put out another game next year. 
and I could be wrong, but maybe it's been two years since Assassin's Creed Odyssey came out. I don't remember. But, I think it's been a few, yeah. Yeah. So they've definitely been taking time ramping up a new Assassin's Creed game, and the rumor is that it's going to be set in the like Viking era, which would be badass. I think that'd be pretty sick, because I feel like a lot of those... I know Assassin's Creed was supposed to be pretty, like, you know, the stealth kills and stuff, but the Viking era, I feel like the kills are going to be so brutal. Yeah. I think it'd be pretty cool. So with that, that only leaves one game that we don't know would be a thing. Mm. So there's, I guess there's one, but the Skull and Bones was a game they announced like a really long time ago, and it just kind of got indefinitely delayed. It was a pirate game that was like big PvP, which I would like, but Do you think it got indefinitely to compete with Sea of Thieves. I mean, it, it, it was happening as Sea of Thieves was already out, so yeah. I think they would. Uh, the thing is, I don't know what the fuck's happening with that game. It got, like, indefinitely delayed in, like, 2017. So, like, either that game is in really rough shape, they're starting completely over, or they scrapped the idea and just haven't said anything. Yeah, maybe. I don't know what that is. Anything Other possible. games we were speculating about are... You, you, well, do you have any ideas? What do you think? Honestly, I have no idea. Yeah? Not a clue. I, I think... Beforehand, we were talking about possibly Just Dance could be one. Oh yeah, they are yeah. Big Ubisoft dude guys. Just Dance and what was the other one? Um, the Crew. Far Cry. Well, the the Crew too, yeah, or as well, the Crew yeah. as well. Yeah, I I think I could see a new Far Cry too. As I well. don't know. I think it'd be pretty close to. It what so like it there was Far Cry Five. Well, yeah, but Far Cry New Dawn was more of a big expansion to Far Cry 5 than anything like it was uh, it came out standalone but it was also like 30 bucks when it came out cuz it wasn't a full game okay and they knew that i mean maybe but i think uh a just dance or the crew would be more uh likely to happen there's also the slight chance of a division 3 but i think that's too close to yeah that i don't think they'd make another one of those cuz I, I feel like the divisions are good games but i feel like I feel like it's like a Destiny game. It, it yeah, does it well that first month, yeah. and then it just falls apart that next month. So I don't think it falls apart. I think they just <sighs> everyone doesn't stay on board, but the people that do are super invested, and they keep putting out content for those people, like me and Sea of Thieves. Like, true, you could but, you could do the same argument there, and they've been putting out new updates every single month. Yeah, but I feel like that's gonna be. I don't know. I feel like Sea of Thieves is a little different. Maybe. I don't know. And the only other one that I don't think will happen, but I guess it could, is For Honor. It came out in 2017. It did not come out critically acclaimed, but it's possible that they want to give it a shot. But I don't know. I don't see that happening. Maybe. So uh, there's uh, hopefully the Ubisoft games. We got one last news story, very similar, of Activision. They are saying they are planning to release several remastered games in 2020. Uh, So Activision says that players can expect many more remasters and, quote, reimagined experiences in 2020 after the success of revived franchises like Crash Bandicoot, Spyro, and Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Uh, Stop being fucking cowards, Activision. Put out Modern Warfare 2 reimagined, all right? Uh, Bring back my childhood. If you've played... Did you finish Modern Warfare, the campaign? No. 
Well, no, I hated it. I hated it so much. No, I didn't. I didn't. I'm sorry. I hate you. Yeah. Um, I'll do it. Don't worry, Joe. Whenever he hears this, he's been wanting me to play the multiplayer with him, and I've been like, yeah, I will. No, you got to do the campaign. Uh, Which, do by campaign. the way, why haven't we played the multiplayer at some point? You know? Well, how come we haven't played the multiplayer at some point? We got to play at some point, too. I, I yeah, we will. Campaign, though. We will. But, uh, no, finish the campaign because there's a lot we have to talk about there. God, there's uh, so many other games, though, Michael. It takes. It, it probably takes the least amount of time than uh, probably, any yeah. other game. You're probably um, right. But, yeah. <laughs> My, Michael's kid is jumping on his shoulders right now, but he's being quiet. So, there you go. Oh, there it is. Uh, see, there he is. He's making a special appearance on the podcast. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited for that. So anyways, yeah, so they're going to be doing a bunch of new reimagined or remastered titles, they're saying. So, I'm, I mean, it, it only made, and of course, th- this was also a, a story, I guess, that was breaking on IGN and shit, that they're like, hey guys, guess what, there's going to be a new Call of Duty this year. I'm like, no fucking shit. There's a new Call of Duty every single year. Is that really news? Is that really a story? I don't I don't think that's really a news story, but, you know, whatever. But, uh, yeah, so, I, I think, legitimately, though, I think Modern Warfare 2 is going to be a thing, whether remastered or reimagined or whatever. Um, some other franchises they have that I looked into a bit, that they could bring back if they want to. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. I know a lot of people yep. really want that. Yep. Well, and they, I'm pretty sure we had a little story I, about that. Like one of our first episodes. Yeah, I feel like that was a rumor a while ago. Um, I think that was a part of uh, Jason's first episode on, if I recall. Yeah, but, um, it could be. Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so I think that they could absolutely do another Pro Skater. Um, I'm excited to see what they got. Yeah. And this one's... For me personally, and I don't think it's going to happen, but Guitar Hero. If they brought back Guitar Hero, dude, holy fuck would I cream in my pants. You know what I mean? Because Guitar Hero and Rock Band are my favorite. I still, I I mean, we haven't played Rock Band in a while, but my dad and I used to play Rock Band like all the time. Like every weekend. And this isn't like too long ago, like six, six months to a year ago. We used to play every week and it's just so good dude i i love them so much and i would love to see another guitar hero game well, that's the news ladies and gentlemen the news is ended this is where i plug our own podcast what are you talking about Vinny? oh i mean where you go to the vip ga- sorry not the vp vip gaming podcast.com and then you can find our facebook twitter youtube instagram and why would you go to youtube you know why you would go to YouTube? Because we do the VIP Gaming Lounge, lounge. on there. We have our t- first two episodes up there right now. Our very first episode was the Ultimate Chicken Horse, where Jason now can't defend himself and talk about how badly I beat the shit out of him and Michael. Because clearly I did wonderful in Ultimate Chicken Horse. You can go see that. And you can also see Jason's very first playthrough of... Well, not playthrough. Very first impressions of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. So those are uh, pretty good. Keep them watching. Like those videos. Make sure you subscribe to the channel too, though. That's really important. And, uh, you know, if you want to keep seeing these videos, subscribe to the channel. It's really helpful. It lets us know what you guys like. If you click the little bell up there, it'll tell you whenever we're going live. Uh, so you can do that. 
but uh, yeah, definitely go do all those things because I think we love doing it. We again, I'm gonna try to we're gonna try to figure out a time to do it this weekend. But if we're not, I will let you guys know in a, ahead of time uh, on our Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, which you can follow us at the VIP Gaming Podcast as well. So go follow all those as well. Also, give us questions, dudes. I I write on the uh, Facebook and Twitter. And Instagram to ask his questions. And seriously, don't hesitate to ask. No question is a bad question. Yeah, and I share it, so I know a lot of people see it. See? Oh, yeah. You got the entire world on your Facebook, huh? I got the whole world. (laughs) There's so many wrestling references. Anyone that doesn't watch wrestling is like, "You, you guys suck. Why do we listen to you? All right, well, this is the part of the show where Michael and I talk about video games that we've been playing. Michael, what have you been playing, brother? I've been playing Rocket League. I you have, played. I know, I know. And, it was uh, fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, I played uh, Rumbles, and I am currently Platinum 2 in Rumbles. Nice. Which is pretty good, because it'll go Platinum, Diamond, um... I think, and then champ. Gotcha. I think. I think that's how it goes. But there you go. So I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. You're getting better. I mean, to be fair, isn't Rumble just kind of like you get lucky with your abilities? Yeah. <laughs> I was doing. I was doing pretty crazy. We, we actually played. Uh, Thanks one for the like, invite, by the way. Yeah, no problem. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no problem. You piece of shit. <laughs> Uh, so we actually played, um, a game with some diamond players. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let me tell you, that was pretty hard. Yeah, I believe it would be. I, I wouldn't think that'd be, uh, very easy, but I had a lot of fun playing Rocket League. It was the first time I booted it up in like months and months. I know. I had a lot of fun. I know. So what have you been playing, Vinny? I've been playing, uh, a shit ton. Well, actually, to be fair, not a shit ton. Uh, I'll go through worst to best. How about that? I'm going to start with a game called Guilt, which is exclusive on Google Stadia, okay? I was at school. I was bored out of my mind, and I'm like, I got my brand new Elite Series 2 controller, and it's fucking fantastic. It's got Bluetooth, so let me hook it up to my laptop. And I did. And then I went on Google Stadia that Mr. Polite from the Bite Me Podcast community gave me. Thank you so much for that. And, uh... I, I decided to boot up this game called Guilt, which was one of the free games they gave out this month. And I couldn't play it. It was not the game's fault. It was stayed... To be fair, I was on... I was on... Uh, the... the uh, I was on my school's Wi-Fi, which isn't good at all. I also wasn't directly plugged into the Ethernet cord. So that that made things a little bit difficult as well. But even with all that said, like I couldn't, I couldn't play it. It was really unfortunate. Like the game was constantly jittering. Um, it looked interesting, and I would have liked to play it. But the game was constantly jittering. The frame rate was good when it wasn't, you know, not working. <laughs> but. It, it was. It seemed like an interesting game, and I I would like to try it maybe now that I'm home, on the weekends when I if I'm home where my PC is connected via Ethernet and I can play my TV. But I don't know, man. It really sucked that it just kind of put another nail in the coffin for me with Stadia, where I can't 
I couldn't play it at school because it was just that. You should have went into this. You should have went into it expecting very little. I was. I was. <laughs> and it it's unfortunate though because I've heard. Actually, I haven't heard anything about this game really. All that I know that it was an exclusive game to Stadia. So I was like, "All right, I've got it. Let me try it out." And I couldn't even. I played it for maybe five, ten minutes, and I was like, "I literally can't play it because every time I try to move." It'll just fucking stutter, and, like, I'll fast-forward a couple seconds, and also the resolution wasn't great. It wasn't streaming quality properly, so that sucked. I, I would like to try it some more. Um, next game, though, Star Wars Battlefront 2 again. Oh, Vinny, you talk about this every single week. Yeah, well, guess what? This week they added BB-8 and BB-9E to the game and a bunch of other updates, and fucking hell are they cool. BB-8 is so much fun to play as, dude. Apparently, there's been a lot of people bitching about is there like a droid mode. Game. No, so that's why a lot of people are really pissed. Or yeah, I guess I, I, pissed is the word. I guess or like on the subreddit, people are like, "What the fuck, dude? Droids shouldn't be in the game. That's not cool." And I'm like, "All right, people, calm the fuck down. It's not that well, why? bad." why? Like why? You know, it would be cool if they made a droid mode, but. They would have to add a lot of more pe- a lot of more droids. Like right, I'm sure. Know, and also, I don't know how many dark side droids there would be. I think to they're compete. all the same. Well, there's no like C3PO bad guy. There is an R2D2 one, but yeah, I, I mean R2D2 is a it's a standard droid. So I mean, yeah, everybody's got that one. He's just but yeah, there it's really good. I like it a lot. Uh, BB-8's powers are super fun. Uh, he's like a super offensive droid, while as BB-9E is a support character. Mm. But BB-8 can like do this really cool move where he fucking like full barrel rolls at someone and will knock him on their ass and kill him. He's also got this one that's really cool where it's cable spins and it just spins around him in a circle and you just fucking trips people up and kills him. It's really sick. Uh, they don't have much health of because of their droids and they're small, which right. sucks. So you got to be strategic with them, but mm-hmm. they also added a new, not a new mode, but a new era to the Capital Supremacy mode, which is one of their long kind of multiplayer matches. And they added, they have the prequel trilogy and they now put the sequel trilogy in this update. And then next update, they're already talking about their roadmap. They're going to be doing the original trilogy, which I'm really excited for because I really want to... As much as I like the sequel trilogy and the original trilogy, I don't have the same love for them as I do the original trilogy. So I'm excited yeah. to be able to get in there and, you know, do all that next month. But overall, dude, BB-8 and BB-9E are really fun, and uh, I'm having a lot of good times with that. Now, sick. last but not least, and I talked about it last week, Safeties. but I've played a shit ton more this week, is The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners. And... I've been battling with in, this in my head all week, and when I'm talking to people, I say it might be one of my favorite. I'm coming out there, and I'm saying this is my favorite VR game. Wow. Like, over Beat Saber, over Super Hot. I really, really? think it is. Really? I, I really think, think it is. Super Hot is probably one of my favorite ones. Um, They're fantastic, and don't get me wrong, and I think I will. Hard. I have to play Beat Saber more to really love that game. I think I'll get a lot of flack from this, but I really, really do. It's got, I've looked into it on all week at school. I shit you not. I'm watching YouTube videos. I'm like, all right, how do I, how do I do this? How do I play properly? What do I need to do to be better at this game? Like it's a 14 to 15 hour story. I believe they said, which 
we I remember you and it, it is especially in VR and you and I had the conversation of playing these long games of VR don't happen often. Last week I'm in VR for two to three hours because really? I'm having I'm, that much fun, dude. How how was your equilibrium afterwards? Like, so there is this thing like I'm I walk fine and I do everything fine, but there is this one weird thing I forgot what it's called. I remember looking it up, where. I, I, I'll be like, I'll take my headset off, I'll fuck around for a bit, I'll go on my phone, and it doesn't feel like your hands are doing it, like, it feels like <laughs> VR hands, like, it's a fucking I'm weird feeling. Oh, boy, I guess so, <laughs> I guess so, I didn't say my hand is numb, <laughs> but no, it, it, it's, <laughs> it, it is seriously weird, though, because you look at the screen and you're like, what the fuck, it doesn't look like my hands are doing this, but it is. Um, it's weird. Yeah, but the game, dude, is. If you have any questions, seriously, ask me because it's. I don't. There's so much. I mean, I, to, I, I don't know. Like what? So what are you doing in the game, anyways? What's the story so far? Yeah, so. The story is kind of not super intensive, but I don't think it needs to. But there is one, where, you start off with this one guy at a campfire. You're with him, and he's like. Hey, dude, we should uh, go do this thing. I There's this thing called the Reserve, which is like this uh, talked about thing where there's this big reserve of supplies and resources that you can get to and should be able to keep you alive a long time. And that guy ends up dying very, very early on in the game. Uh, and then after that, you're just kind of, you find his notebook and people that he's talked to and you try to get in touch with them and try to make them trust you and shit. Um, but yeah, the story isn't the main point of this. I mean, the story is cool and I like it a lot, but the actual gameplay, dude, is actually incredible. Like I talked about this last week, but you have these weapons, like you can pick up almost anything. You, there'll be like a fucking broken beer bottle on the ground. You pick it up. And like I said, you have to, if you don't hit the zombie with enough force, it won't penetrate their head all the way and they'll keep coming at you. And you have to penetrate their entire head or else they'll keep coming at you and they'll they'll kill you. Uh, so you need to make sure you make it a good shot. And it's not actually force. What they do is because they don't want people. Because, you know, people get really uh, immersed in these games. So if you're punching with a lot of force, they don't want you hitting something in real life. So what they do is they make you do it with like a, a wide range of motion, not like a super short jabby kind of motion right so if you do a big uh you know wide range of motion it'll it'll penetrate their head or skull right interesting uh, yeah it's it's really cool dude um but yeah there's a crafting system where you can make your own things like you make better equipment you can make food the only thing that i don't like is the stamina system i feel like it kind of sucks yeah where there's a trade-off between... And I, and I mean, I guess they do it on purpose to make the game more difficult, and I get that. Otherwise, you would just be stab-stab-stabbing, which would be not what they're going for, so I kind of right. get it. They but, want it to be more realistic. Like, nobody would yeah. have that ultimate amount of stamina. Right. So. And I tell you, too, dude, like, this game has... I, I don't even know how to how to properly say it in in the fact that... You like one zombie, no problem. Two zombies is tough but manageable. If you have three fucking zombies coming at you, and unless you use your gun, which for the record will attract more 
walkers, like, it's fucking tough, man. Because you got one weapon, you can hold them back with your other hand, like, you can hold them. And you can stab them, but then you got two others coming at you. So what you got to do in a situation like that is, like, you grab one of them, you push them into one, and then you go to the other one, quickly stab them, and then back up, and then... All that is, you know, taking up your stamina, but, like, it's a lot of fucking effort to do. But it's really, really badass. And I just recently... Wild. It sounds wild. It's insane, dude. Recently, I just encountered other humans. Not, like, real people, but, like, AI people. Mm -hmm. And you can come across some of them. Some of them are nice. They'll let you do things. Some of them are, like, these big, uh, you know, these camps of people. That will be like, get the fuck out of our area, and if you don't, we're gonna shoot you. Uh, and we're gonna line you up and hit you in the head with a bat. Yeah, <laughs> I shit you not. I just got a baseball bat that I can craft that is effectively Lucille, and it's <laughs> so fucking cool. I haven't used it much because that was one of the last things I did. But it's a two-handed bat. You just, fucking, you just clobber people. That sounds nice. I feel uh, like it's really nice. Some, I feel like once you get certain weapons, it'll be a little easier to kill zombies. But For sure. And I think that's, like, I started feeling that with that, too, because it has a little bit more range, so you can, like, keep them a little bit at, at range from you and not... I just crafted a bow and arrow, too, mm-hmm. so that's silent, and also you can yeah. shoot from range. And if your arrow doesn't break, you can pick it back up and use it again. So, like... I like that. It's super, super nice. I just got that, uh... I really don't know what else to say, dude. It it's in. I haven't been this invested in a, a VR game since I very very first got into VR. Yeah, and, you'll have to uh, show me this game because it sounds pretty good. It's really really good, dude. And one of my favorite things about this too is that it's probably not the optimal way to play this. And I know a lot of VR people get pissed about people doing this, but I you can play it seat uh, seated, which I like a lot. Mm-hmm. Where. You you can get mo if you can't do the locomotion thing where you're there's no teleporting it's all walking like in a video game, so you you would have to get over that. Uh, but if you can get over that and you get your VR legs and you're good, uh, it's it seriously is. I think even in a non VR format, this game would I, you know maybe not. I heard people say that when I looked it up, but nothing can compared to the realism of you going in, like, to stab them, and then it doesn't fully penetrate their head, and they're still coming at you like, shit, dude, what do I do? Do I try to pull it out and do it again? Do I grab a fucking rock off the floor and bash him in the head? Do I use my gun and just shoot him? Like, there's so many options that you can do, because it's you. It's your character. And they <laughs> have it They have it so well... I know I'm just rambling now. Well-rounded. But they've got it... They So well-rounded. Everything feels so perfect. Like, it's not going to sound like it here... But your backpack, all you do is reach over your left shoulder, you pull it out. If you want to store anything when you're looting, you just throw it over your left shoulder. So you don't need to take out your backpack. You don't need to take out your backpack every time. Put something in, put it back. All you do is throw it over your shoulder. If you want to, you can hold two weapons holstered on your left and right. You can grab them, whether it be a gun, whether it be a shiv, whether it be a, you know, something. If you need a two-handed weapon... Like a, a shotgun or one of like the baseball bat or the bow and arrow, it's right over your right shoulder, and you can store it there. And then you have your journal, which you'll cross over your left side to grab. And if you have a flashlight too, you over your right side. And it's so intuitive. And after you 
get used to doing it for a while. Like, it's just so fucking natural. It, you, and you can look down, too, and you can see the fucking flashlights on your vest. You can see the journal on your vest. And I don't know, dude. I, I, the game's incredible. I, I think it... I, and I'm not afraid to say it now, dude. I think it is my favorite VR game. That's and I haven't beaten it yet, but I, I don't think I've ever beaten a VR title that's been more than two hours and i'm at least five hours into this game and i on the list i hope so dude i haven't beat any games this year other than vader immortal one and it's february 7th so that sucks but got some got some things to do it's so Uh, good dude that's pretty well v i mean it's it sounds like a pretty good game you have to show me I need you to try it. I wonder. I wonder if it'll scare you, because I know you don't probably, like zombies. I don't. I don't. It probably will. And it is kind of spooky. Like they do play. It's also, a, there's this one. There's this one. It really is, dude. There's this uh, one yeah. part of the game. <laughs> it, there's no jump scares though. Like you see them all. But don't care. The another component of the game is you have a watch on your left hand, mm-hmm. and if you stay in an area too long. Or, like, you know, the watch will be ticking down, right? If it ticks down all the way, a bell plays in the area that you're in, and it attracts a fuck ton of zombies. And basically that's saying, get the fuck out of here, you gotta go home, or else... Because that means it's turning nighttime. And you need to get the hell out, because it's not safe to be out at night. And if you're there, there's masses of... Masses of zombies, and it's insane. I remember the first time I heard that, and I was like... Pretty much, dude. I, that happened the first time to me. I was like, what do the bells mean? And then I saw that it started to be like sun setting. And I look out. On, I was in a building on the second story. And I just see like hordes of zombies on the street. I'm like, oh, shit. So I had to like push through them all while running and shooting. And I was like, god damn it, dude. I'm not going to make it. And then I did. I did thankfully make it. But uh, I don't know also, if I you... like it, Vinny. I'd rather just watch <laughs> you play. <laughs> I, I really would like to... I don't think I could stream it because I think it's probably too demanding on my PC, but... Yeah, maybe. If you if you could come over and show... I would love to show it to you. Maybe that could be the 100-view game. It's not that scary, though. That wouldn't count. For I don't that. care. That wouldn't count. But uh, one last thing. One last thing is... The game is also very... you got to be smart with your resources, which I didn't know, and I think that kind of fucked me because... Every time you go back to your house, or not house, you're you're in a bus. Uh, every time you go back, you drink from a flask, and that's how you reset from night to day. And every time you do that, it'll say day X. Resources have gone down. More zombies exist. And I didn't. I thought that was just kind of like a thing that they said just for the shits and giggles. And no, like it legitimately is like that. So like, I go out now, and I read this online. Apparently. In days like one to three, there's like a fair amount of medicine that's out there that you can get up. And come like days five to six, there's like no medicine. And I'm at like day eight. So, and I didn't know that. So I don't have much medicine on me. Uh So I'm just like barely scrounging by. You can cheat the system. Like you can go into the files and like fix it. And I've considered it, but I'm like, nah, I just want to try it. Whatever I do. If you die, go back, right? Are you dead? Over when you die? No, so what will happen is you you start over from the same area you died in, but you do lose all the supplies that were on you. But what you can do is if you go to the supply, like where your backpack, where you died, your backpack will be there. But if you die before you get that backpack again, everything's gone. 
So you got to get it and not fucking die again or else everything's gone. And that happened to me once. And that was one of the times where I rage quit the game. And I was like, I'm done for tonight. I just lost all my fucking loot. And then I was really pissed, but we're good now. I'm having a lot of fun. I got a lot. I'm finally starting to craft things that are helping me out. And super, super nice. If that happened, if I, if I died and I lost all the stuff that I had starting over. Yeah. Yeah, you could, but I'm I'm pushing through. Yeah, I'm on. Yeah, starting over. It it's a really cool game. I really wanna. Uh, it it seriously is. It's my favorite VR game. All right, I've vented about Walking Dead Saints and Sinners enough. <laughs> Hopefully, I can give you guys an update. <laughs> it's so good, dude. It's incredible. Uh, hopefully I can give you guys an update. Hopefully I'll be able to beat the game if I don't get too spooked. Fuck, they made you walk through the graveyard and the catacombs. That was terrifying. Yeah, nope, that was that. scary. Where you only have your flashlight light and you can only see shit with that. And I'm like, I don't like this. And then you just hear, I'm like, nope, nope. Awesome. I don't like it. Awesome. Uh, Not playing. That. All right. Now we go to our question section of every week. And we got a question from Turn Down for What. But we always start with the Coleslaw Chronicles. Mr. CC himself. That's right. And Joe is a big Dreams fan. And I'm not talking about dreams in his head. He's talking about dreams coming out on PS4 next week. God damn, that's a that's a pull from like 20 years ago <laughs> that no one played. Uh, but no, his question is, with dreams coming out this week, what would be your wild, crazy creation, game sculpture, environment, song, sound, or compilation that you would make? Would you want to try to recreate games or mechanics or do something completely original? So, for those of you that don't know, this game, Dreams, is coming out on PS4 next week. Uh, and it's basically a game where you make your own games. And you can do your own kind of things. And it's uh, pretty cool. It's like it's essentially like an uh, entry point into like game design and game development and shit. So, Michael, what would you make? And uh, would it be original or would you try to copy something? Copy something? But... I. Uh, so the two things that came to my head first was to maybe do another um, come up with like another Rocket League type game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the big one that I was like, yep, that's absolutely what I would do is make another uh, The Bigs. God damn, that game was so good. That game was so much fun. If you, if you guys don't know what that game is, it's a baseball game and you have like, it, it's kind of interesting because it's very cartoony. I it's fucking loved that game. Baseball game where you hit the ball and if you hit a home run, there's like fire on the ball and make stuff explode. You can play. You can play. Uh, what is it? Like That's how sports hit. games need to be. Yeah, you pinball. Can play, like pinball with that game. I felt like that game was so much fun. But uh, yeah, that one. I'd probably remake that one. That's what sports games need to be, dude. They need to be arcadey and they need to be fun. And yeah. like I, I another I, game I, they should make though. I feel like that's a game. They should I don't even up. know who the fuck made that. Ooh, or maybe the streets. You. So the streets was a really good game too. Where you I don't even know what that is. Um, they did the streets NFL NBA. Um, where uh, they were it was very aggressive. Like you played the football one, you were literally like body slamming people. Nice. Like that. Like you play. You were playing in the streets, no pads. And you were literally picking people up and just dropping them on their head. And it was fantastic. It was a great game. <laughs> That was the PlayStation Two days. There it is. But um, that that would be that would be a game I'm down for. I wanna say. Very slim chance. I have no idea really, but 
uh, I want to say that was a THQ game. Those all those games. Well, THQ's out of business, so that's unfortunate. Yeah, that's probably why none of those games have ever been yeah. made again. Yeah. Press F to pay respects, dude. So my creation <laughs> will not make any sense to anyone listening but Michael. But I would do an original creation, and I would want to make a real longest map video game that I made in Halo 3. <laughs> Just so like uh, the card game from The Witcher, but you're taking... Yes, essentially, yeah. From Yeah. So like there was that. this like game that. mode, and I think I talked about this Forge. early po- early podcasts, where there was this one game. I was really shitty in Halo Three Forge, like making things, but I had every squirrel can find a nut once in a while when they're blind, you know. And I found it. I found it, and it was my map called Longest Map. I named it. It was like fifth grade. And I made this, like, obstacle course, but you played on a mongoose, which is, like, a small dirt bike, essentially. And you would have to go through, yeah, you would have to go through a bunch of different obstacles to get to the end of the map. And I think that would be a really fun thing to make a full-fledged game if I was talented enough to do so. I'd buy it. Like, like making, making one of these games where you can... You know, it's an obstacle course on, like I said, a four-wheeler or something like that. You would be really fucking cool. Game. That won't game. happen. That won't happen. I'm definitely not talented enough to actually do that. Maybe Halo Infinite's Forge. I'll make a longest map remaster. You know what I mean? And for the record, though, for everyone, when Halo 3 comes out on PC, I will be streaming all these. I will stream all my longest <laughs> maps. Oh. And you guys will be able to see them. And because I'm be there because I want. They are really good. So bad. They are so good. So bad. You know. I'm so excited. When when Vinny found this out that he was going to be able to bring all that stuff over, he immediately went on to his Xbox to my 360, uh, which I haven't touched in years. Yeah, he immediately went on to his 360 and worked his ass off to get those files. And yeah. he got them, and we watched some of the videos that he had saved. And let me tell you, I had a angle, big nostalgia boner. The angles he was like moving, super weird. I had no idea how he was doing it, but I beat all. No one ever beat longest map four, including me. I know every part was possible because I tested them all out in Forge, but no one ever beat longest map four. Maybe. 13 years later, someone will beat Longest Map 4. I'm so excited. Imagine the fucking redemption arc, dude, of someone 13 years later beating a map. God. Rename that the impossible map. I need to... I need to do it. Now I need to do... That's going to be a stream challenge where I just play that for like three hours until I beat it. Well, I'm streaming with you because I need... There it is. ...with you. And guess what? We have wonderful mics that we now will be able to use. I've got it right behind me on my bed. And uh, we've got mics that will actually be a lot better and you guys will be able to hear us individually. It won't sound as shitty as our first two VIP gaming lounges did. But it'll be better now. Joe, thank you for the question. Making me all fucking nostalgic. Thanks a lot, man. Uh, Next question. Hard on now. I do, and guess what? My answer is going to work here, too. Turn down for what asks, what's your favorite game, video game Easter egg? Michael, do you uh, want me to go first, or yeah, do you want to go, go first? Because I don't think I've even found an Easter egg. Well, get the fuck out of here. You've found an Easter egg, I'm sure. Get the hell out of here. No. All right, well, my favorite Easter egg 
is in Halo 3, in this one campaign mission. I don't remember which one it was, but you're in this forerunner, like, uh, area. And you can only do this with four people. You need four people to do this. Where there's this one area that is just a complete pit. And you need to crouch jump off each other's heads to get onto this platform that you can't see otherwise unless you jump into this black abyss, essentially. And you get there, and it's this really shitty 2D cutout of a dude that's shirtless in his boxers with his hands up in the air behind his head. And I have, I'm sure there's pictures of it online, and... I don't know how people found it, but I was super proud to find it with my friends when it took us, like, it takes a lot, like, you gotta be super precise to actually get there. But then you actually get there, it's this one little small area with, I don't know why they have him there, but it's this one dude shirtless with his boxers, with his hands behind his head, just chilling there, and you're like, this doesn't fit in Halo, but sure, cool, why not? It was, it was pretty cool, it was... That's Easter eggs are fun, dude. That's also, funny. also in all Halos, the hidden skulls on each map or each campaign mission is never really cool. even found those. You've never found them. I've never found a single one. I've I don't think I've ever found an Easter egg. Uh, there was one game that I played. I it wasn't even Easter egg. It was just something that happened. I was playing Forza Horizon Four, mm-hmm. and there's a there's a thing on there called Fortune Island. I don't even know if it's possible for anybody else, but literally the ocean is <laughs> right there, and I ended up in the ocean just driving around. And I was like, okay, <laughs> just yeah. driving around in the ocean where clearly I was not supposed to be, but it was weird. That's the only thing that I could think of. Other than that, I've never found an Easter egg or anything like that. Go searching, dude. Go go find some eggs. That are Easter themed, right? Okay, that's your that's your that's your next task okay. to find some Easter eggs. Okay, okay, also making him okay. Okay, uh, all right, let's not get sued. All right, Travis, <laughs> Joe, thank you for the questions this week. Please, please, everyone, put some more questions in. We love answering them. One of my favorite parts of the show. So definitely get some more questions in, whether that be on Facebook, Twitter, my Discord. If you're in that, not hard to get in that. Just let me know if you want to be. Uh, Instagram, anywhere. Just let us know. I know. Come on. Last, we're coming to the last part of the show, Michael. We're almost done. We're almost here. New game, DLC announcements, Saints Row 4 Re-Elected Edition, which we talked about this being rumored, is coming to the Nintendo Switch March 27th. Nintendo Switch. And that includes all 25 pieces of DLC that were on it. This was on consoles before. And there was rumors of it coming to the Switch, and we talked about it, and guess what? We willed it into existence, because it's happening. March 27th, it'll we be coming. We did it. Nobody else. We did it. No one else. It was just us. Cheap free games coming out this week or month. Xbox Game Pass is getting some new shit. Final Fantasy Fifteen is coming out February 6th, which is kind of a big deal. That's a big game. So Final Fantasy XV is coming out February 6th. Wolfenstein Youngblood is coming out February 6th as well, which just came out, like, I don't know, six months ago. It didn't get super well acclaimed or anything, but it's a co-op Wolfenstein game. So if you want to play that, go right ahead. I'm actually excited to give it a shot, and I would like to play it with someone because I think that would be pretty fun to try it out. Even if it's not a great game, free on Game Pass will definitely get me to try it out. 
And then Death Squared is like this little indie game that's coming out on February 13th. That'll be coming out to uh, Xbox Game Pass. On Xbox Game Pass for PC, Final Fantasy 15 is also coming out. Wolfenstein Youngblood is also coming out. And they're getting a different game, not Death Squared, but they're getting Death's Gambit. Which I don't know what that is, but that's also coming out in February. The big games and updates coming out this week. On February 11th, Yakuza 5 is coming out on PlayStation 4. On February 14th, Darksiders Genesis is coming out on PlayStation 4, Xbox, and Nintendo Switch. On November, sorry, not November, on February 14th, Dreams, which we talked about in the earlier uh, question, coming out on PS4. And those of you who bought into it for early access, get the full game actually early. I believe three or four days earlier. So you guys will be able to play the game just about the same time as this podcast comes out. Uh, On February 14th as well, Snack World, the Dungeon Crawler Gold. Is coming out on Nintendo Switch. That's a name. Uh, on from November. Fuck. Why am I saying November? On February fourteenth to February sixteenth, Bleeding Edge, that game that's coming from Xbox Studios, Ninja Theory, is getting a beta. So that'll be on Xbox and PC. I'm actually gonna try to check that out. I think that'll be pretty fun. And then lastly, on February fifteenth, Metro Exodus, which is a game that's been out for about a year now, is finally coming to Steam. That was one of those first games that. Signed exclusivity to Epic Games Store, and people got really, really pissed about it. So that game is finally coming to uh, Steam. So uh, that's the show, boys. We did it. We finally did it. And uh, I'm not going to say this, but, you know, February 10th is my birthday, same day this podcast comes out. So everyone listen to the show, you know? For my birthday, listen to the show. You're talking to yourself, Michael. Oh, happy birthday, Vinny. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Was it on the no, whole time? No, no it wasn't. <laughs> okay. But you guys, if you guys want to, you know, just send me cash, that'll be fine. I'll take that. No worries. I'll take all the cash. I'm just kidding, guys. Seriously, just listen to the podcast and all the VAP gaming lounges. Support us there. Uh, again, subscribe to us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, VIPGamingPodcast.com. Go there. You can listen to it all, you know? And until next time, we will see you next week. Bye now.